real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. And welcome back, everybody, as we roll all the way to 6 o'clock. Jim and Trent, you can always join the program at 264-1700. That's 264-1700. Trent, good first hour already, and we got in plenty of uh, Cyclone and uh, Hawkeye talk as well. Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy B. A lot going on there as we're finishing up spring football. And now, well, it's going to be your time of year. This is when you thrive, Jimmy B. The NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, I am a a casual fan of both so i gotta rely on you a whole lot more well i'll do the best i can for you pal look uh you've you've done an amazing job trying to bring me into the technology world and just like the reference from uh, just before we went to the commercial break at the top of the hour how i had absolutely no clue how to stream online stuff and then get it onto my big screen tv uh, without your expertise, I would still be living in the dark ages, I'm sure. So I appreciate that aspect. Got to help you out from time to time, old man. Had to, I got to get yeah. you going. Yeah. So yeah. did you see the story from earlier this afternoon? Jim Harbaugh, there's some threats <laughs> of Jim Harbaugh by, well, I guess considered now a, a former player on Twitter. What a weird story this is. That is weird. And for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Harbaugh received threats on Twitter, and the police then intervened, tracked it down, and they found out that it's from a former player. Uh, what is what is going on here? I, I, I mean, wouldn't you, if you're that player, Trent, if you were upset at like a former employer mm-hmm. and you wanted to send them a, a nasty postcard, mm-hmm. you certainly wouldn't sign your name to it. You would mail it from a location that wasn't near where you lived or worked. And I don't get this. I mean, are people just stupid that electronically, if you send something, you can easily be tracked to that particular person? I don't understand that. Uh, you're going to have to guess that this person has something going on because to, to send yes. out something like that, you can't be in the right state of, state of mind. You know, Jim, uh, yeah, it's easy sitting here and just saying, well, I mean, of course you wouldn't do that because you wouldn't do that. But you also no. haven't been in a spot like that where the guy's freaking out. Now, my personality, absolutely. No, there, there's no way I'd put it out there. For public, no, yeah, maybe send a postcard, something like that. Now you're talking to <laughs> yeah. me. You're yeah, really thinking yeah. there. But <laughs> what a weird, weird story that is. All right, we're going to bounce around a little bit here as we kick off the 5 o'clock hour. We've got a lot of NFL draft coming up, uh, talk conversation with Sean Tomlinson. We'll get to him in about 15 minutes. But, Jim, uh, did you see in baseball tonight the Oakland Athletics are are doing something I, I think is yep. pretty cool. They are yeah. – Going to let everybody in for free. You show up at mm-hmm. the building tonight, you're getting in there for free. Parking is free. And they feel, free. hey, if we sell this thing out, we'll make it up in some concessions. It'll be all good. But pretty cool move for a- April baseball has gotten a lot of negative tone here the last week or so with all the bad weather. Very cool what Oakland's doing. You know, they uh, they are creative at that organization. You have to be when, A, you're not very good, B, you really don't have star players to attract the crowd, 
And C, nobody wants to go to your games to begin with. So from that aspect of it, uh, this is a great move. I've seen teams, like, give away free parking or they've given, like, free pizza. In fact, I think, Trent, that the A's did free pizza last year. And if you came to the game, you got to eat pizza for free. So this is even, you know, one of their promotions. And from that standpoint, you you know, you think it's going to be pretty good. Look, who are they playing? They're playing Chicago White Sox. Can, can anybody on the West Coast name a Chicago White Sox player? Well, just one. No. You can, can anybody on the West Coast name an Oakland A's player? Just barely. <laughs> you know, let's, that's why. I mean, they're, they're trying to get people to show up to watch their games. And look, it's, it's a, it's a fun way, I guess, to get people in the park. You make some money on food and beer sales, and why not? I, I mean, look, uh, you know, you get off work. Hey, instead of go, going out to dinner or going home and having uh, spaghetti, let's go to the ballpark and we'll watch baseball for – I'd say people would probably go for three innings and then start to bail after that if they got to be at work the next day or if the A's are down 10 runs already. But it's to me, it's a great idea. Uh, look, you and I have referenced things for Iowa to get students to go to the basketball games, and they refuse to listen to you, Trent. And, and I don't know why, since you are the czar of crowd ideas. No, I'm and not. This no, is no, no, just no, no, another no. one. No, no, I'm, I'm a czar of many things. That, that, that is not exactly my forte. Don't, don't be painting me <laughs> with that broad of a brush. <laughs> Because I'm trying to think, what the hell was my idea? Because I can't even think of it. <laughs> you recommended last year sometime that because students weren't showing up that they have, like, free pizza. I remember yeah, that. that. You well, referenced I it mean, on the show. Yeah, I, that doesn't sound like an idea that I had, Jimmy B. That sounds like a terrible idea. Free pizza is not going to get 10,000 people to show up at a basketball game, Jim. Come on. No, but... Well, you never know. I think you're I'd listening go for to somebody food. else. I, I I'd go no. That, that I'd go for free food. I got a lot of cockamamie ideas, but that does not sound yeah. like one of my. <laughs> That's not one of yours. No, okay. no, no. I, I free, thought it was free beer. I thought now it was. you're talking you're free talking beer. Free, okay, free okay. beer. Now you get students <laughs> to show up. Free pizza. <laughs> no, that that doesn't sound like that. So let's say tonight that the yeah. Iowa Cubs had a home yes. game. The capacity yes. of Principal Park is eleven thousand and change. Would they, right. would they quote-unquote, sell out? Would it be at capacity with the weather? A little bit nicer today, still certainly not beautiful outside. No, it's not, no. They wouldn't get 11000 though. No. I don't even no. know if they'd get no. 6000 half half yeah. to capacity, maybe. Maybe. You just let everybody in for free. Parking's free. If you can get there, you can get one of those spots close to the, close to the principal park. Even with that, I, I don't know, Jim, if you're going to get even close to it. Weather has something to do with it, certainly, but this is something that, that can work in small doses, I'm sure. But you can't make this a yearly thing. If you're Oakland, you can't make this a, a once-in-year kind of deal either because it, it loses a little bit of the luster, I would think. I would think so, yeah. It, it, it would, but at least, you know, for now, they're just trying to get butts in the seats. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, and, and a lot of it is attributed to the weather, how Major League Baseball attendance is way down. 
And Oakland is one of those teams. The same with the White Sox. Didn't the White Sox have less than a 1,000 people in the stands for one of their games that was in Chicago, and it was like 24 degrees, and there were flakes in the air, and they had like less than a 1,000 people show up? Mm-hmm. Look, I This is terrible. It, it really is. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, do you want to go sit? I mean, I was looking online. People are taking shots from uh, Boston tonight and, and posting on Twitter, and they're, they've got, like, their ski park is on, and they're all wrapped up, and they've got six blankets, and that's no way to go to a ball game, a, a baseball game. You want to go in shorts and a freaking T-shirt and have cold beers and eat dogs and stuff. Uh, do you drink, Trent, do you? Well, no, you drink cold beer any anytime. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's 20 degrees or 200 degrees. You're right. drinking beer. I'm not a wimp like yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I drink beer. <laughs> I'm having coffee if it's that cold. I might put something in the coffee, but that's what I'm having. Yeah, I Irish it up a little bit. More. There you go. Now you're. That's talking. it. You got it. Yep, that's it for me. Oh, uh, Jim. Same thing. I mean, if somebody offered me tickets to in this kind of yeah. weather, the Twins game, yeah. something like, I, I don't want to go. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't care I if it's free. I don't care if somebody's driving, and I got to ride home afterwards. Heck no. It just. Yeah. It's difficult and. USA Today, Nancy Armour, she had an article talking a little bit about you know, dropping the schedule down. And these kind of thoughts have been out there, Jim. I'm sure you remember when they moved from 154 games and made it 162. And yes, uh, there's been a lot of talk about that. Her ideas drop it down to 142. You start the season April 15th. The regular season concludes in September 15th. And, you know, you have the World Series in by October 15th. It's all well and good, but... There's no guarantees. I mean, there's still crappy weather going on right now. I mean, there's a hole yeah. in Sky Dome. I, there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's going to be rainouts. It's just that is the part of early season baseball. All this hand-wringing about it, all these ideas. Hey, I, I, I read the articles. I think they're interesting, the ideas that are out there. But just keep it at 162. Keep it the way that it's been for 50 years now. If you go to 154, fine. You know, people talk about records and, and how right, it'll take yeah. things and go through that. But I, I look at it this way. And, and you know, I, I like to be very pragmatic about things. I I look to look, like to look at things in reality. Jim, if you go up to the 30 Major League Baseball owners and say, we're going to cut it down to 154, you're going to have to give up four home dates and those eight games on your television contract, you're going to have to give back money to Comcast, to Fox Sports, whoever it is, mm-hmm. your broadcast mm-hmm. partners, and miss on those four home dates. How many of those 30 owners are going to say yes to that? Absolutely zero. Okay, all right. They're in, they're in it They're in it for the money. Look, I, I'm looking at an article right now from Chicago, and this writer spoke with Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs. He's advocating for a shorter season, Trent. He says, we play too much baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, in the long run, if we played a shorter season, it would be better. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's a great idea. So, all right, yeah. Anthony Rizzo, you are now the head of the uh, Cubs, of the, the players organization with the Cubs. You need to go to your 24 teammates and tell them uh, your salary is also going to be docked. You're going to lose a mm-hmm. portion of that. How many of those 24 guys are going to say yes to that? Now, this is after he goes through all of that, this is his next line when he was asked a similar question that you just posed. And I'm quoting Once you start taking money from guys, that's where it's going to be a little more dicey. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. That answered the question right there. Boom. Yeah, I want a shorter season, mm-hmm. but you're not docking me any pay. You're going to pay me the same. Well, no. Yes, if you're, no, you, you're yeah. losing 5% of the season, then your pay is going yeah. to be docked 5%. And how many guys yeah. are going to sign up for that? Jim, I'll tell you, it rhymes with hero. The number is zero. This isn't going to happen. It is a, we can talk in circles. We can go around and around about it. It's just never going to happen. Baseball, until they figure out logistically and, more importantly, monetarily how it works, it's not going to be the case. You ready to talk some NFL draft? Let's go for it. We got uh, Sean Tomlinson coming up from uh, Bleacher Report. He's next, everybody, right here on the Big Talker with Jimmy B and TC, 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Sponsored by Serta. It's the Serta Spring Into Comfort sales event. Don't settle for comfortable. Get Serta comfortable and save big today. Visit Archer Home Center in Adel or SertaRetailers.com. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Pros in the know start with Lowe's. Because at Lowe's, we have the brand's pros know and trust to get the job done right, like Shark Bite. And those great brands also come with big savings by buying in bulk. Have a plumbing job coming up? Save on Shark Bite PEX fittings when buying in bulk. Plus, save time by ordering ahead online, and your order will be ready for pickup at our Pro Desk. So, Pro, now that you know, let's get started. See the Lowe's Pro Desk or Lowe'sforpros.com for more details. Join Coach Ben Jameson, Fran McCaffrey, Steve Prohm, along with new Drake coach Darren DeVries, along with their wives as they form one team with the American Cancer Society for the 11th Annual Coaches vs. Cancer Gala, presented by Hy-Vee on Friday, May 4th at the Ron Pearson Center in West Des Moines. A great opportunity to gather with friends, family, colleagues for an evening to honor those who are currently facing a journey with cancer, to celebrate all cancer survivors, and remember those who have lost the battle to cancer. Don't miss this special evening and the opportunity to make a difference for cancer patients and their families. Contact Katie Knutson at the American Cancer Society to purchase tickets. Call 515-727-0058 or visit coachesversecancergala.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox signature system from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. And welcome back, everybody. We continue to roll all the way till 6 o'clock right here on the Big Talker 1700. Sean Tomlinson, you've heard him on this program many times. Oh, we're getting to counting down the hours, the days, the minutes, the seconds. Sean's just quivering to get on the show. Bleacher Report, NFL draft expert, Sean. Excited. I've already got my 2019 mock done. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, That's no, it's, great. listen, it's, it's a fun, exciting time. Um, what I always find fun this time of year is looking back just even a couple of years at 2014 and 2015 and just seeing how wrong we all were. And, and you, you have to sometimes, as excited as you are, sort of keep that in check a bit because we're going to be wrong again and again. It's, it's so hard to project these guys. It's such a wild time, and at this point, you wonder, you know, reports that are coming out, how much truth there is, the validity of a lot of these things, and you're hearing more and more conversation about a possibility at number one, Cleveland, instead of bringing in Sam Darnold, maybe possibly bringing in Josh Allen. Uh, is that a smokescreen, or is there a real chance that John Dorsey, in his first year, he's going to bring in the Wyoming product? I, I think it's it's a possibility, but I I also see Hugh Jackson and his comments today already kind of pumping the brakes. I I don't have the exact word he on me, but it it seems as though he's trying to distance himself from um, uh, a, a potential mistake again. Uh, but listen, I I I think Josh Allen has you know he's got a tremendous arm. You know he he's a he's a large body quarterback. I I just. I don't know. Part of me, I, I think Darnold is a, a bit safer, and that word "safe" can sometimes get you fired too. But uh, you know, he, he's had that experience at, at, at a higher level. He's, uh, you know, USC. Obviously, the, the only knock on him will be just be the, the 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 movement and 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 the mobility just isn't quite there. But if I were to lean one way with the Browns, you go with the you know the a, a bit safer with number one with Darnold, and then. The dream scenario for them, Darnold and Barkley, 
one and four, and finally mm. Browns fans would have permission to hope. I think. <laughs> look, uh, look, everybody just gets jacked up for the draft. Both Trent and I absolutely love it. I, I'm just real curious, though. When we've seen trades already take place where they have, we've seen the Jets move up. There's talk that the Buffalo Bills want to move up. There's, there's talk that a couple other teams want to try to jump into the top five. Are, are we, is that smoke screenish, like Trent likes to say, or do you believe some of those comments or rumors, and do you think that will happen on draft day or just before draft day? Yeah, so I, I think part of the fun and the fascination with the draft is is the rumors, and this, this two-week stretch, um, you either dive into that and love it, or it drives you insane, and you can't wait for the draft to finally get here. I think with, with this year, though, there's a good number of quarterback prospects who, yes, there's some questions around them, whether it's Darnold, I just mentioned those, Rosen's had, had some concussions, but they're, they're top-end talents, and there's a lot of teams uh, that aren't quite at the top of the draft but are close enough that really need a quarterback. Um, the, the Bills, of course, even the Broncos at five, I mean, you, you might want to, if you have that name you want, you might want to jump up. Uh, you know, Keenum, might, he, he's, he's only on a two-year contract there. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement, uh, especially since if you have your top four, Donald Rosen, Allen, Mayfield, uh, and, you know, we can safely assume, you know, obviously only the Browns can take one, or you would assume that much. You know, once you get past number five, there really isn't a home for a quarterback. So that's the point where maybe the Dolphins jump up or the, or, or the Bills to that. I think the trade hotspot to watch is that Colts pick at, at number six, and they could get some good value there. Um, the Colts need cornerback help, and they can get, you know, they can trade back to 10, 12, and, and still get talent there. So I think there will be a lot of movement, um, and there has been ever since the rookie wage scale was in place, because remember back in, uh, so Sam Brapper was the last year, you know, you paid him millions and millions of dollars before you knew what he was. Now it doesn't cost much to move up, right? No, not not what it once does. You're absolutely right on that, Sean. And the moving parts always make it a little bit more interesting. When you're putting together mock drafts, when, when you're going down and putting things together, do you like to rely on some of those moving parts, possibility of trades, or do you stick with what we have right now? It's it's hard to put the trades in because to, to me, when I'm doing a mock draft, because it just gets so convoluted. Even if you know it's going to happen, it just it's hard to project that exactly. Um, I I personally like to just sort of stick with it because I, I think there's this idea that mock drafts have to be correct. Oh, I, you know, it, we'll, we'll sit there after the first round. I got 26 picks correct. No, they don't. The, the the purpose of a mock draft to me is is to explore possibilities and scenarios and just to kind of educate each other while we're at it. Like, not everybody watches a ton of college football throughout the year. People often from February to April are, are trying to catch up, right? So I, I, I like to just sort of assess team needs and try to fit, okay, who's going to be there? What does that team need? And let's try it's It's sort of like a puzzle to me, really. Mm-hmm. Uh- you already said that the pieces of the puzzle should come together nicely for Cleveland. The Jets, the Giants in desperate need to try to turn things around. 
Will those teams also be selecting correctly in your estimation as well? And can they make a fast turnaround still with the talent that they have? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Giants first. I mean, I think they telegraphed their their move when they traded away Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, they know, obviously, at, at number two, they have their pick of whatever quarterback the, the, the Browns don't take, but they can get a, a real game-changing pass rusher with, with Bradley Chubb. So that's one uh, you know, good direction that they can go in. You, know, you, you put him on, the, on, the, on, the, on that defensive line, that's just a lethal pass rush. Uh, but it's also very difficult to pass on Barkley at number two, and, and that's a core need for them as well. So it's, I, I think they firmly believe that they can get uh, two-ish more years of, you know, not Pro Bowl-level play, but passable, decent play from, from Eli Manning. And, you know, it's, it's certainly possible. His, his brother played until he was almost 40, and, and you know, you, you don't need him to be that, that, that all-star. You just need him to just coast along. Um, as far as the Jets are concerned, I think they're leaning more towards Baker Mayfield, and I see the appeal there. Obviously, he's a he's a great athlete. Um, you know, he he makes some that NFL kind of throw. It, that 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 sounds so vague, but you just know it when you see it in a tight window, back of the end zone kind of thing. Uh, there are some character questions, but I mean, you know, not every kid in his early twenties is is going to just be the same all the time. He's he's allowed to celebrate a bit, but. Uh, I think they probably go in that direction, and I, I think the Jets are on the upswing, and the Giants, I, I, I think both those franchises can, can turn around pretty quickly. All right, uh, last thing for me, I'll let Jimmy B finish up with you here, Sean. Wanted to get your thoughts on, on the two Iowa prospects. Uh, some mock drafts do have them in the first round. Cornerback Joshua Jackson, a one-year wonder, uh, got the starting job at Ray with this early this year. And then James Daniels, a couple of early entries from the Hawkeyes. Where do you stand on those two guys? Yeah, uh, Jackson, he's, he's to me, the, the sort of uh, uh, prototypical modern NFL cornerback with his size and and how he plays physically, um, and and I think he, he'll 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 fit in well. Um, you know, Daniels also to me you're, you're often seeing him sort of a bit later in the round, um, potentially in the first round. So the Titans, for example, are a popular mock draft destination. Uh, a, a good mauling center can can really open up lanes in the run game. Uh, I, I, I think he would fit, fit well with, with a team that has that core need for a, a, a solid in, in, in interior blocker. Okay. Uh, quickly then for Iowa State. They've got Alan Lazard, a legit 6'5", 6'6", wide receiver. Uh, his speed was just okay. Uh, is he like in the first three rounds, or do you think he drops further than that? Yeah, I, I think... Probably, you know, he he could hang on towards the the end of day two, perhaps, um, okay. if not early in day three. There, there's a lot of uh, in, in this draft sort of wide receiver talent that uh, you know it's the the speed perhaps isn't isn't quite there, but 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 the height is, and and you can rely him in it will rely him in, in 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 the red zone, um, and and I think he falls in that sort of that that sort of ballpark, if 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 you will. Good stuff. Hey, Sean, as always, great catching up with you. I know a very busy time. Thanks for uh, carving out a couple minutes for us here today. Anytime. Thanks so much. 
Sean Tomlinson, find his work over at Bleacher Report, our fine Canadian friend. Always good to hear from yes. Sean. And uh, mix in a little NFL talk. All right, Jimmy B. So we're going to yeah, be man. talking about this here over the next week and a half as uh, we go through things. I, I do want to bring up one point about Lazard. And okay. this is not a, an overly strong wide receiver draft. Calvin Ridley will go in the first round, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. After that, there might not even be a first rounder. A lot of people like Cortland Sutton, not SMU, a big receiver, six foot four guy. But some projections have him fall into the second round. Christian Kirk from Texas A&M, another dynamic playmaker. But you know, you get into that that next tier, that middle group, and I just like the upside of Alan Lazard. I saw one site had him listed as the twenty third best receiver. In this year's draft, I just I think there's a lot more than that for Alan Lazard. I, I think I think he will be a productive player in the NFL. Third, fourth rounder feels better to me than than some of the mocks that have him going later than that. I, I agree with you. That that's why I asked him if he thought he'd uh, go in like the third round. Um, I, I'm with you. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have you know, barring any serious injury, of course. I think he's going to have a very solid NFL career. Look, you. Those guys are hard to find, and he catches everything that is thrown that way. You know that, Trent. You watched him play, and he can out-jump you, and if you're a cornerback, even at six feet tall, you're still not going to beat him to that high point on the football when it's in the air. And he's tough, he's strong, and I think he runs good routes. The question, as we will always have, he, you know, he's not going to run away from anybody, but okay, they're, they're, look, you, you throw it up in the air in the end zone, this guy's going to make a play for you. So from that standpoint, I can see him going in that third to fourth round. I, I really do because I think teams will look at that and go, man, there's a guy that we can really use uh, when we get inside the 30-yard line. He could be very productive in that sort of scenario. Kind of all over the place on some of the rankings out there. Another guy locally to keep an eye on. Uh, we might, I'm going to guess, at least hear the name Darius Fountain from you and I. Going to be selected, I'm sure, at some point. And I've seen him as high as the fourth round. He was very good in the East-West Shrine game. Really was was the star of some of those practices that they had. Good size. He's 6'2", you know, 210 pounds. So kind of checks a lot of the marks there. So we're going to have more than likely a couple of guys here from the state that are going to get their name called uh, in the NFL draft, which will be good from the wide receiver position. But no, no, no Hawkeyes will be going out of the wide receiver group again. No, no, you're not going to have that. No, that is just, you know, that's just, I, I know it's I know it's a sore subject with a lot of Hawk fans that for some reason they just cannot go get a, uh, a premium whiteout. Uh, I, I hope it changes. I'd, I, I'd like to see the offense open up at least a little bit. So, and then that, and that to me, Trent, maybe that's the biggest detriment is that, you know, kids can watch any game now at any time, and they see how that offense operates, and so they're not interested. Just like when we had the the conversation about uh, Max Duggan, the quarterback, uh, headed to TCU, and that came out yesterday. And, and both of us said the same thing. Oh, man, that kid's going to really excel in TCU's open offense like that. Yeah, he is, because that's where he's most comfortable. So I think that's what kids are looking for. I really do. I think they're looking for, obviously, 
the school that, that makes sense to them, but also the best fit for either their football or basketball career. Well, and you can look at it another way. I mean, are, are there any NFL teams that run a spread offense? No, there isn't. No, uh, New England, they don't run they don't spread. Run a spread. But, they don't but, run a spread, no. No but, no, but Brady works out of the gun a lot. Yeah, right, okay. Right. But, yeah, I got you. But okay. nobody runs the air raid. Right. Nobody runs offenses yes. like that. What's going to yeah. prepare you more? And that's why I think they've done a good job lately here in terms of quarterback development and getting guys to the league from Stanzi to Bethard, even Jake Rudock, who was there for three years. You throw him into the camp, and now what you're seeing with Nate Stanley is they know the guy that they're looking for and what they're selling on that side is we will get you ready to play in a pro-style offense, and if you're going to play at the next level, this is what you're going to play. I think that's something you need to sell to the wide receivers as well. Sure, you can go to Texas Tech, and, and if you're really good, you can catch 80, 90 balls a year, or you can go here, and maybe you're going to catch 50 balls, but you're going to be better equipped to jump right in and be in an NFL offense and know what you need to do as a wide receiver as to play as opposed to playing in a spread. At least that's what I try to be selling. Uh, I would try to sell that. Obviously, uh, with what they've got so far, it doesn't look like it's working, but I would try to sell something like that. Ab- absolutely. Look, you got to go in with a positive attitude. You you can't go in there the whiteout and say, hey, look, uh, we, we don't really play exciting offensive football, but we'd sure like to have you. That's, that's not going to well, work. I mean, but, but, Jim, how does Michigan State do it? How does Wisconsin do it? Neither no, of those I'm- teams play exciting offenses. No, but no, they're not. Ex- no, Michigan State is not exciting offense. No, Wisconsin is not exciting offense. I I agree with you. But who are some of the top wideouts that have come out of there recently that have made an impact in the NFL? There really hasn't been like like that. So I think that I think we're going kind of going through like a transitional period, Trent, where as I said before. You know, a wide receiver these days, he doesn't want to be targeted five times during a game. He wants to be targeted 15 times during a game if he's going to be a star wide receiver. So I, I just I just think it's looked at differently depending on where you think you are in, in the wide receiver pantheon of how good you believe that you would fit into a particular scheme. So I uh, look I I'd love to have I'd love to have Iowa get a uh, a top flight wideout. I really would. I I'd like to have them find a guy 6364 that can run like the wind and catch the ball and open things up for the running game. I I would be sensational. They don't have that. Well, they got some guys on campus. I mean, well, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Br- Br- until we until we see them play. Well, sure, but I mean that that goes for everything. That's that's what we're here for, Jim. Is to yeah, kind of project yeah. forward. And I mean, if you didn't see a step forward out of the offense last year, I don't know what you were watching. They they did take a step forward. It is more shots down the field. It is completely different. They did. They did take more shots. Yeah. It's a completely. Hey, what do you think of? Uh... Yeah, this, this, let me tie this in real quick. What did you think of Ference and, and his comments where he thought he really liked uh, Hal Mummy and the and the Pirate at, at Washington State? He really liked their offense. Sure, he said of course. That, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great today when he when he mentioned those two guys. But they're not going to be running that. No, 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 they're not. <laughs> I think most Hawk fans, if they came out, Trent, in the spread, oh my God, I think Hawk fans would like have heart attacks uh, across the board. Look, I look, I'll, I'll tell you, do you re- and I know that you'll remember this because you were probably there. 
Remember the game, uh, let's see, it was the Pittsburgh game where they were down in the first half, they came out in the second half, and they went no huddle? Mm-hmm. And, and they put like, I don't know what, 30 points on the board in the second half and ended up winning that game in just a wild game? Yeah. I, I was like shocked. Where has this been? Where has this offense been? And then it went away. Well, it so, went away because it wasn't effective. They, they did that because of necessity. You know, they were down they in that to. game. Yeah, they're trying to get back. They were yeah. down, what, 24-7, to 7, something like yeah. that, and they came back and yeah. won it. But they tried to do it a couple weeks later against Penn State out on the road. It was awful. I mean, it was putrid. Yeah, it, was. It, it was. It was absolutely <laughs> awful. So it, it didn't just, they just didn't put it. It didn't work. It, it didn't, yeah. And that, again, goes to personnel. And that's reading Brian's comments today. That's something that I rarely liked is under, him talking about you know, what they are. And if something goes wrong, can you coach and can you fix it? Yeah. I, I will obviously would love to be able to go out there and score 50 points a game. But if, sure. if you're setting yourself up for that, how much are you going to set back the defense? It, it, it's all in conjunction. It's all together. And you got to put mm-hmm. those things together. And I thought Brian put that very, very well. You know, Jimmy B., I was not a big proponent, as you know, of Brian Ferentz becoming the offensive coordinator. And it I, remember, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. It wasn't because of, you know, what he his resume or things like that. It, it was just if things didn't go well, how that would look. But, you know, more and more, I, I just, he's such a smart guy. I love listening to him talk and, and what he has to say, how he looks at the game, the way he understands it. Play calling, we'll see. You know, there, there were bright moments. There were down moments last year. That was year number one, and that's why I still expect this offense to take another step forward. Even with the concerns mm-hmm. I have up front along yep. that offensive line in the interior, I've talked about that a lot. I really believe they are going to take a big step forward this season from what they were last year, which you look at the overall numbers, they weren't good. But at Iowa, all you have to do, if you're in the top half, top half of college team, you know, 129 teams that play at the FBS level, right. if you're in the top 60, 65 offensively, along with what they do defensively year after year, you're in really good shape. It's not a ridiculous uh, hope that Iowa can be a top 60 offense this year. And if they do that, look out. And we, we could be talking about a team that is could contending yeah. in the Big Ten West. I'm with you. I, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it happen. And I hope it does uh, for Hawk fans. I really do. I, I just, uh, the, I, I, think, I think fans, and I hear it from you, uh, as well, uh, when the offense is just putrid, and and how frustrated you you get, and so I hope they do uh, uh, are able to turn that corner and make something like that happen this season. They got to figure out how to beat the three four. I mean, it really it comes down to Wisconsin. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it just yeah. it comes back to the Badgers each and every time and, and what they can do. Even though the victory they had against them a couple of years ago in in the twelve and zero year. That offense was terrible that day, too. They just were helped out by, well, a quarterback getting his foot stepped on and the ball fumbled back to him. But Beathard that day wasn't very good. He threw for under 100 yards in that game. So they need to figure out a way to combat the 3-4 and the Wisconsin 3-4. It's just not any 3-4. The Badgers are incredibly good at it. They can do that. They can take a step forward there. They get them early this year. Maybe that'll be a silver lining, too. Maybe you do have a little bit of hope. But we got a long, long spring and summer. Before we get to that. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we got to take do. a break, Jim. We're coming back. We'll put a cap on things on the other side. Take a look at what we're watching tonight. And we will do it next year as we take you up until 6 o'clock. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back, everybody. We will wrap things up for you right now here on the Big Talker 1700. Look, I, 
I'm in love with the with the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs. They've they've really been exciting. And Trent, look, remember last year in the NBA how awful the NBA playoffs first round and even into the second round, how bad the games were. They were blowout after blowout, and that hasn't been the case uh, so far this uh, this first round. It's really been entertaining. I told you, Jimmy B, those Miami Heat. You should have listened yep. to me. You were all about yep. the favorite, all about the Sixers last I night. I was. I've been telling you well, about Kevin the Hart. Kevin Hart got uh, Dwayne Wade all bent out of shape wearing the Sixers jersey on the uh, sitting courtside last night. So Dwayne Wade, listen, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be here tomorrow, okay? All right. And the, re- and the reason I'm not is because I'm going over to Dwayne's house, and I'm asking him where he found Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth because I want the same stuff he's drinking after what he had in that game last night, scoring 28 points. Well, you got to remember, he's also 36. You are double that. So, oh. yeah, I don't, I don't know how well that, that <laughs> fountain of youth is going to work for you, Jimmy B. Don't think it's going to happen. Huh? Okay, no. fair enough. All right. <laughs> Good stuff, though. It was good stuff last night. And really you're, you're you're all about his wife uh, tweeting out because she's into. Wasn't that uh, great? Yeah, she's she's into the butt play. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you explain that one. I'm not going to touch that. No, I'll leave that alone. I'll, I'll leave that alone. This is a Gabriella family. Union t- tweets out. Nice job, baby. I got something for you at home. <laughs> that was great. What a great tweet. If uh, if if you missed uh, what we are talking about, just Google Gabrielle Union butt, and I think it'll come up. You'll find out exactly what we are talking about there. All right, a, a smooth transition over to the yes, NBA playoffs yes, tonight. Yes. Jimmy B, we got what three more games in action tonight? What's uh, what's the one? We got the Wizards and the Raptors. They start up first. NBA TV 216 on your direct TV. Bucks Celtics on TNT, followed by Pelicans Trailblazers. That last game is probably the one I'm most excited about, but I think all three games have a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I think all three games. Look, Milwaukee was in that game against Boston, and they, they had Boston had to go extra time to win that game. Washington was in it against the Raptors till the end, and then Toronto pulled away. And it was a two-point win for New Orleans on the road against the Trailblazers in the great Pacific Northwest, the Rose City, Portland, Oregon. So from that standpoint, Trent, all three of these games tonight, uh, and if anything tells you from what we saw last night, the teams that maybe lost that first game are going to come back and play uh, even harder tonight. So I think we're going to have some pretty good matchups. I really do. I don't see blowouts in these games at all. The old zigzag theory. You go from one way, you go the other in the next. Wizards yep. uh, had opportunities in that first game. and They did. Oh, the, the long wait in between. This, this is something that does drive me crazy. Feels like they played a month ago, game one, and finally getting to game number two. All these built. I mean, a day off in between, fine, but when you get a couple days in there, just a little bit too much. How the Bucks bounce back? They forced overtime, couldn't get it done against the Celtics. Right, should be a pretty good night there. And and locally over in the NHL, get the Wild. Did you see though? Uh, it happened, in fact, uh, right before the show. Zach Parisi announced they they consider him week to week as he has a couple of injuries happening right now. And it's not even the, the standard hockey hockey uh, upper body injury. They upper body injury. <laughs> it was a fractured sternum for him. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he's lucky if he's week to week with a fractured sternum. Yes. Man, oh, man. Look, I fractured sternum, I'd be, I couldn't do this show for months. Well, I mean, it's happened before, so it wouldn't be a big surprise. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Look, I, I, I love this, uh, this Columbus matchup against the Capitals. Columbus wins. Washington, you, like you talked about, they always they play great in the regular season, get bounced early in the playoffs. Unbelievable. Even though Alex Ovechkin stated after the game that they're not going to lose this series. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Well, yeah, how, how about kinda, Alex Ovechkin like that. actually show up in a playoff series for once, and then he can start well, running his he mouth. Did, he did. He scored a couple goals in that game and they lost. And they lost. lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, until so, he actually does something, he can shut his I know. mouth. I've heard hey. about enough from him until he does something. <laughs> Winnipeg and Minnesota here. Uh, look, you you see Ken every day. Yeah. Uh, in in studio, how's he hanging in there with his Jets? Does he feel after uh, the Wild blitzed them once they got back to Minneapolis, St. Paul, that uh, the Jets are toast, or is he still uh, hanging with the Jets? No, he's good, but he's he's concerned about tonight. If if the Wild okay. If the Wild win this one tonight, he's going to be uh, he's going to be difficult to deal with. I have a feeling tomorrow, he'll be surly. Yes, yeah, he will yeah. be. <laughs> and uh, your Golden Knights, do they cap it off tonight, Jimmy B? Boy, I'd like to see a sweep. I'm telling you, you Trent, you all you have to do is just go look at pictures of Vegas. They got they got Vegas Knights jerseys on everything. They they put one on the Statue of Liberty. Uh, that's out there in front of New York, New York. There's a huge jersey on that. People go to their respective sports bars at the casinos. They pack that place. And all of the uh, television crews and everything are all live from Los Angeles here. Do you remember, and, and I'm sure you will when I refresh your memory, that when Vegas first got that team, and a radio station group, I can't remember, but I believe it was iHeart, did not get the rights fees, and they sent out a email blasting the team and saying that they weren't going to get any coverage on their radio station. Vegas is too big just for the hockey team. About two days later, they recanted. Good thing they recanted with what's going on with this team because the whole city is uh, totally excited about them. Idiotic things from my heart. Imagine that on Jimmy B. What a shocker. What a shocker. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to mix in a little baseball to do. The Twins finally play again after nearly a week off. They're down in San Juan, Puerto Rico, taking on the Indians. Great pitching matchup there, too. Kluber against Odorizzi, so I'll be keeping my eye on that one this evening. Royals in their doubleheader against the Blue Jays game, two coming up there. Probably keep an eye on that. And, of course, of course Cardinals Cubs. Cubs. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah. see what we get in that one. So just really a great Tuesday night in sports, Jim. It's going to be a good one. We want to talk about it again it tomorrow? Really is. I'm ready, pal. We can do that. But we are done here for today, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, bright and early, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on the Big Talker 1700.